listening to the Road Freedom Pod. You find me on Instagram and Twitter at MatchTheLabbit, and today is Monday. So we are off with a another week. We are progressing through the week, and I'm excited to see what the week has in store for us. I talked a little bit yesterday about NBA Top Shot, and NBA Top Shot is its own unique little weird thing where it's it's not really... It's not really that well established yet. I mean, there is a lot of ground built and and kind of broke for it, but it is one of those things where it's still relatively new in comparison to some of the other things that we see out there. So it's not like sports cards where sports cards have been around for a very long time. It's a relatively new platform. It's something where we ourselves are are really kind of at the whim of the, uh, at the uh, will of the market, I guess, which is what we really are in most platforms, but especially here where kind of the the fragility of the market and the different choices that people want to make to invest in a player or or to sell out of a player are really what's going to drive the prices for that player going forward. So very, very weird type of platform. Either way, I was talking yesterday about Jonathan Bales. Jonathan Bales is a is a guy who started the Action Network. I believe it was the Action Network. I may have to double check that. Either way, they started as a fantasy sports platform driven by data and they quickly moved to a, a analytical platform on DFS sports. So basically using the numbers in sports to predict the outcomes of games to make money using DFS, daily fantasy sports. So basically what a lot of people are doing in the, in the fantasy football community that do, that do a, um, what do I want to say, like a data-driven analytical approach, a lot of them will transition into daily fantasy sports or have some section of da- daily fantasy sports, DFS, that they talk about. So... This is something that's kind of very, it's common for me because I see a lot of this happening. I I used to pay attention a lot to the fantasy sports community. I still pay attention a little bit just because I love fantasy football. So very, very interesting stuff to me. And he basically, he made a lot of money. He sold his company. He's a very, very well-established entrepreneur compared to a lot of us. So I like learning from people like that. And he has a blog and I think it's called, it's called Lucky Maverick, I think, or Lucky Mavericks, one of the two. Um, but he went into business with Mark Cuban. So I'm imagining that's where the Mavericks part comes from, Mark Cuban being the owner of the Dallas Mavs. So that sort of a thing is kind of where he got his intro into Top Shot from what I I think I remember reading. I'm not sure. Basically, he wrote an article, though, at the beginning of the NBA Top Shot craze. And I mean, not at the beginning, beginning, but the beginning of the craze, which was really kind of going on around January. That's when I remember people first talking about it. And that's that's like when the people that weren't the first adopters, like the, the very early, early adopters, that's when a lot of normal people started getting on it, I guess. Uh, a lot of the people that were first on it, not that they're not normal, but they were big into NFTs, non-fungible tokens, where it's, it's basically crypto art or crypto, crypto um, assets is a way you could put it. So basically putting your things on the blockchain so that you can't lose them. So they're only yours. You're the only person that can own it. And that's basically kind of how the blockchain works in, in a very very brief, unintelligent way of putting it. So the he basically was talking about how he spent $30,000 on an NBA Top Shot moment in this article. And I remember reading this, and this was not that long ago. We're talking like January 23rd, 24th, somewhere around that time frame. I remember him talking about spending $30,000 on a video of Ja Morant dunking a basketball. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. It was an NBA Top Shots, one of 49. Ja Morant, I think it was a cosmic moment, and he was dunking the basketball uh, in the hoop. Like, you know what I mean. Like, 
just making a dunk. So, Ja goes up for the dunk, obviously, like, very, very well-known video. You can find it on YouTube and everything. And he's basically saying, why did I spend $30,000 on a video you can find anywhere on the internet? And, and it's true. It's a very valid point. Why would you spend that? But he goes in to talk about how he sees the upside in Top Shots, how he sees the, the value in NBA Top Shots, because it's still always yours. It's still something that you own. It's on the blockchain. It's not physical. You can't actually hold it. But you're the only person that can own that particular piece of the NBA. The NBA Top Shots is, is only uh, kind of built on, on blockchain. So you can really only make one of every like you can't duplicate a moment is basically what I'm trying to say there's there's duplicates as in like serial number one of, of 4,000 serial number two of 4,000 but after those 4,000 moments you you can't make any more like I can't go hit right click hit copy and then right click again and hit paste and, and make that happen that's not how it works and so he's basically saying it's, it's similar to sports cards because a lot of people are using sports cards for investments a lot of people that are actually going very deep and heavy into sports cards are buying the cards, shipping them off to somewhere to be stored so that nothing ever happens to them, and then as soon as they appreciate the value, they they flip them. And and they're never really even touching the cards. And he said, what the heck's the difference? At this point, what's the difference? If none of us are touching our sports cards, <clears throat> which you have collectors doing, but a lot of investors aren't, or or they get them in and then they put them away and they never look at them again, or, or they look at them very seldom, which is, is really kind of what a lot of us do. I mean, I have a few sports card investments that I've done, I, I take them, I set them aside, and I look at them maybe every once in a while when I'm like cleaning my room or something like that, and I see them. I'm like, oh, okay, these are still here. Thank goodness nobody like lost them. So it, it's it's not something that I look at too frequently. Where a lot of collectors, they may look at them, they may marvel over their sports cards a lot more, but but I don't. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm in it for the investment opportunity that it presents me, and that's kind of my that's kind of where I'm at with it. He said, what's the difference? What is the difference between something like that? What is the difference between having it in your hand and having it on the blockchain? They're both never they're both never able to be duplicated. Okay, Panini could go and print uh, more of their Prism cards. They could go tomorrow and start printing 2012 Prisms. Okay, that, that, that wouldn't, in my opinion, be the right thing to do. And that wouldn't be equal to the original 2012 because a lot of collectors would only want the original 2012 Prism. They wouldn't want to go out and get the, the, the kind of duplicate that Panini starts printing, but they could do that. I mean, they have the capability to do it. And and so does the NBA Top Shots group. The, the developers for that could easily go and start making duplicate moments. And a moment that's out of 4,000, they could start making out of 4,500. Just go, go make 500 more. Go mint 500 more. It's not that hard. So that's that's kind of what what the, the holdup is. A lot of people are afraid, what if they make duplicates? What if it goes out of business? Whatever. He said, I don't see a big difference because a lot of people are afraid of sports cards because of the volatility. We saw the same thing happen in the 90s, and a lot of people are afraid of these because of the volatility. It's something new. We don't really know what's going to happen, and he said, I want in. So he talked about buying, at the time, I think it was the most expensive moment on NBA Top Shots purchased ever, $30,000, okay? Since then, we've had a couple sales of $100,000, I and mean, we've had a few sales of $100,000, and I think a LeBron sold on there for $208,000. Think about that. A LeBron moment out of, I think it was out of 49 or out of 99. I'm not sure. But it sold for $208,000. At one point, that moment was like a few hundred bucks. <laughs> Just take take that in and understand that because it's actually incredible. So I went and checked out his account and I wanted to see, you can you can easily look this stuff up. Everything's public with the blockchain. Most of the stuff is anyways. That, that I know of. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm still learning about it. But a lot of this, like all this stuff's public. 
So I clicked on his account. There's a, it's evaluate.market. You can go look at anybody's account. You type in their username. It brings up how much they've spent and how much they made, which is, a, I guess, a little bit creepy if you don't want people knowing your information. I personally don't care. So people find it, whatever they find it. But he spent $80,000 on Top Shot Moments is, is from what I could tell. And his total market value at this point is over $900,000. I mean, it was literally like $940,000 and his total profit, oh, good grief. his total profit after it was all said and done was $860,000. So he's, his total worth on Top Shots was $940,000. His total profit was $860,000. So he made 80, he spent $80,000 roughly. And so I'm looking at this going, this guy was right. Like this guy spent $80,000 on digital currency, uh, crypto, uh, digital videos of, of people dunking basketballs, people shooting basketballs, people passing, like whatever you want, it's in there. And he's now made almost a million dollars. I mean, he's made well over three quarter of a million dollars in top shots, which is wild to me. So the reason I'm saying this is because it's, it's important to realize that there are a lot of opportunities that come our way and it really depends on the person and what they choose to do with it. I almost passed on Top Shots completely. I thought it was stupid. And I, in a lot of ways, passed way too much on it because I should, I mean, there's people in, in the groups that I'm in that literally put maybe five times what I put in and invested in better moments than I did and are well over $100,000 of profit right now. Just let that sink in. Putting in $5,000, well over $100,000 of profit, it is the end of February and you've profited $100,000 on reselling. Let that sink in. There's people that have made a million dollars on it. I mean, there's people that are well, well into the tens of millions of dollars in, in profit on this. It's absolutely insane. And so it, it kind of goes to show that even the craziest ideas, and we're nowhere near the end of this. I mean, it could by all means at some point tank out. Something bad could happen. I don't personally believe it's going to tank out anytime soon. I, I don't know what the future holds. So it is a very risky type of investment from a standpoint of, okay, if you invest in Amazon, they're probably going to be around a lot longer than Top Shot. I mean, that's just my bet. But they are, with volatility, can sometimes come increase gains. And by the same token, I don't believe Amazon's going to go up 3,000% tomorrow. If they do, go buy some stock because they would make you a killing. So it, it kind of goes to say that there's a lot of, of variables to play into this, but don't count don't don't count anything out until you've actually done the research. The more the more I started to look into it, the more I started to read about it, and there really wasn't much information on it when I started looking into it. I mean, there was a, a podcast with two episodes. There was a guy called the First Men on Twitter that had 300 followers, now over 22,000 followers right now. So in a month, gained about 22,000 followers. I mean, let that sink in for a second to see how big this is getting. Uh, there wasn't really any information on YouTube. I watched about four to five videos, and then I read this Jonathan Bales post, and I looked at it and said, uh, "What the heck? I mean, let's let's take a risk. Let's throw some money into it and see what happens." And I've profited a lot on it. Now it's all potential profit. I haven't sold anything, which is good to keep in mind, because you never make any money until you sell the thing. I mean, that's the other thing. You've never—it's just a high score until you sell. So just keep that sort of thing in mind too when you're when you're trying to make. A flip don't get too caught up in the actual value of it until you actually sell it because the the perceived value versus what the actual value is can be strangely starkly different i mean you could have a stark difference between what the perceived value of a moment is and what the actual value of a moment is actual value being what somebody pays for it on the marketplace 
the the perceived moment maybe what the total uh what most of the listings are at or, or what you think you could get for it so keep that in mind as well but it's awesome i mean i i can't believe i i just i can't believe we're here i can't believe that we're at a place where some guy puts eighty thousand dollars into nba highlights and is profiting eight hundred and sixty thousand dollars right now i mean it's it's incredible <laughs> it's really really incredible if you want to look up more information about it obviously go look into nba top shots look into this evaluate.marketplace that i am talking about you can go on there type in username b-a-l-e-s bales that's jonathan bales usernames so you can kind of fact check what i'm talking about he's probably either gone up or lost money at this point i mean the, the market's so volatile so depending on what time of day you check you could be up tens of thousands of dollars you could be down tens of thousands of dollars from what the from what my current numbers are but it's it just goes to show how how incredible it is you can make money on something so crazy like nba highlights so keep that in mind never give up on something until you actually look into it that's my big takeaway from this hopefully that can be something that helps you out and helps you make some profit but that being said i'm gonna go and i will get back to you tomorrow on tuesday with another podcast have a good one peace